Welcome to FMC Radio, your officially unofficial source for all things Free Methodist. From in-depth discussions with key FMC leaders to daily updates from General Conference, we want to keep a consistent stream of information flowing to you regarding where God is leading the Free Methodist Church. I'm your host, Josh Avery, and I want to invite you to sit back, relax, and join us as we learn together now what it means to be Free Methodists in this episode of the FMC Radio Show. Children UN6 2020. Yes, that's right. As my little daughter just said, it is January 6, 2020, and this is episode 133. And a few changes here in the new year to FMC Radio Studios, and uh, you know that makes it sound very official, doesn't it? Makes it sound like I have some soundproof, you know, office designated just for this uh, somewhere, and that is not the case. It never has been. Um, we are quickly uh, coming to the end of our third year here. Um, in February, we'll be entering a fourth year of this podcast. And uh, over the years, I have you know recorded podcasts in my office at the church, in my second office, which is at the other church where I'm a youth pastor at, which is a second location. And I've also recorded in my uh, at my desk here at home. And uh, now I'm at my dining room table. And 2020 has had some changes uh, in our life here. Uh, my wife is doing a different kind of a job that, from the past. She is working in the schools now here in our local school system. I'm in Youngstown, and so that leaves me to do my work at home uh, some of the days. And um, so I'm recording this this morning here on January 6th for you as I'm sitting here in my dining room table, and you can hear my daughter's here, and she was playing off to the side here. So uh, you may hear her from time to time and the little storylines that are going on. But today, we are obviously, as we've said, we all know, 2020, right? Maybe you stayed up late, maybe you didn't. But we are into the new year, and people have already grasped on to the cheesy 2020 uh, sayings, right? Oh, it's the year of 2020, perfect vision, you know, whatever. But we are in a new year, which means it is time for our annual year in review. We want to look back at 2019. We want to see uh, what worked, maybe what didn't work. What kinds of things happened this year? Uh, what happened with their ministries? What happened with GC19? Of course, that was a big thing this past year, and just kind of recap uh, in a different way some of the things there. Um, and then we want to talk about 2019's new arrivals, brand new things that sprung forth in 2019 that we had not seen before. And then we're going to take a little bit to glance into this next year, to 2020, and there are a few things that I'm allowed to talk about uh, that we have coming up or that have just revealed themselves for the new year. And so I'm excited to get us into this. Um, And, uh, you know, we usually start with our prayer, with our Free Methodist World Missions prayer guide um, in our opening segment, but we're doing a little bit of recap on these ministries today. And so why don't we start Um, by reviewing 2019's ministries and talking a little bit about some of the ministries and what happened this past year. And let's just start with Free Methodist World Missions, and that will allow us to pray uh, for our Free Methodist Methodist World Missions prayer guide. I can't speak today. Um, But also for our five area directors and spouses. Um, So this past year, we had uh, all sorts of, you know, ministry going on all over the world, and I'm pulling up right now um, a recent email from uh, some of the the, uh, of the missions 
from the missions team, and it involves uh, some of the area directors. And it says this, you know, Happy New Year from the Free Methodist World Missions. And we want to pray for the five area directors and their spouses. And we'll name them now. So maybe you write these down or it just brings to mind people that you already know. But we have Josh and Susie Fajardo, Ricardo and Beth Gomez, Mike and Vicki Raynan, Eric and Virginia, and Dale and Dawn. And uh, purposefully, those last uh, names there, Eric and Virginia, Dale and Dawn, purposefully are left off the last names um, because they are in creative access countries. Um, they are dealing with places that we're not going to say their last names. We're not going to get them in trouble. Um, but it specifically tells us with these five area directors and their spouses, ask the Lord to grant them his wisdom for as they work with missionaries and national leaders in their area. Pray for health and safety in their travel. So we want to do that um, as we reflect on 2019 um, a little bit. Um, and in, uh, we also want to... Uh, while we're on the topic of prayer, we want to uh, look over for January 6th on our Free Methodist World Missions Prayer Guide, which tells us to pray for Iraq. And it says, Many refugees in northern Iraq have faced the trauma of losing everything, home, job, relationships, and memories. Pray for them to find feel healing and wholeness. Pray they will find a new identity as beloved children of God. So let's just take a moment before we really jump into uh, 2019's ministries to pray for these areas here with the missionaries. Dear God, we just first and foremost just pray for um, Iraq, in northern Iraq, these refugees. We pray for those who have lost everything in their lives, their home, their jobs, their relationships, their memories. Um, we pray that you will give them healing, that you will bring them wholeness, that they will find a new identity as children of God in their world, in their life. Um, we just uh, pray that you will bring your healing to these people. Um, we also just pray for uh, the five area directors and their spouses. We thank you for their leadership. We know that, uh, as, as we said here often, uh, their job gets to be a little bit interesting and, and pretty cool. They get to, see, to check in with all these areas um, and see and hear where you are working. Um, not just one location, which is cool enough, but not just one church, but many churches, many countries. We pray um, for those five area directors, and we're going to pray for them by name again. We pray for Josh and Susie Fajardo and all of their work. We pray for Ricardo and Beth Gomez. We pray for Mike and Vicki Raynan. We pray for um, those in the creative access countries, Eric and Virginia and Dale and Dawn. And we just pray that as they work with these missionaries, as they work with national leaders and they, they get people together and send them out, we pray that they would be healthy so they can meet. We pray that they would be safe, especially in those countries that reject Christianity or you know would, would put that down. Um, and we just ask that you will be with these area directors, be with their spouses, be with um, these people as it all trickles down into those local churches um, and allow them to be a part and see this healing work that is going on around the world. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, when it comes to a ministry like Free Methodist World Missions, and we're talking about an entire year, 2019, you know, it's hard to, to kind of try to, try to even begin to recap what happened in 2019. Uh, we'd have to go into all the individual missionaries, and I feel like we've done a good job of keeping up with our missionaries on this show over the course of the year, instead of kind of the, the big recap at the end, um, for many reasons we're not able to get into, um, you know, those creative access countries, what's happening there. Um, but I will recap um, 
a few things or kind of point you towards a couple things here on the show uh, if you're interested in hearing more from this past year specifically. Uh, in 2019, we interviewed three missionaries here on the show. Um, on episode 92, we interviewed Thad Roller. He was getting ready to go with his family at that time into the mission field. They had not gone yet, which is kind of an interesting perspective, like their preparation and what they were hoping to do and you know how, the, how their kids were dealing with it. Um, that was episode 92. You can go back and listen to episode 96 with Larry Winkles. We interviewed him uh, this past year. And then episode 101 was Al Mellinger. And so uh, those three missionaries we interviewed this past year hope to interview some more uh, missionaries this year in 2020. Um, but also, we could go back to a previous year in episode 55. If you want an overview of Free Methodist World Missions and kind of a bird's eye view, you can hear from the spokesman, Jerry Coates. Um, and Gerald Coates is, uh, like I mentioned, kind of the spokesman for Free Methodist World Missions, but he gets that view, that bigger view of what's happening. Um, so you have those individual missionaries who get involved and see what's happening in the communities. Then you have the area directors who get to see what's happening in the regions. And then you get Jerry Coates who gets to see everything and hear the reports of all of this stuff happening, um, which is an exciting place to be in as well. Um, so I will point you towards those uh, areas. It will be a little easier for you to kind of hear what's happening this past year uh, from those episodes versus me trying to recap the fullness of Free Methodist World Missions. But there is quite a bit, of course, all around the world happening. Um, let's look into the Set Free Movement. Um, the Set Free Movement is continuously expanding. Um, in 2019, we can now say there are over 50 teams across nine different countries. And um, the Set Free Movement, of course, is working to end modern-day slavery and human trafficking, make people aware of what's happening, and, and, and just work towards freedom, full freedom for, for everyone. Um, and so 2020 is a special year because it actually marks 10 years of ministry for Set Free Movement. Uh, they will be celebrating the anniversary this year. I'm sure there will be a few things we're going to hear about. Maybe, who knows, maybe some new t-shirts, some new merchandise type stuff um, that you can buy to support the ministry. Um, but of course, uh, kind of a reflection on these past 10 years, where we were, where we've been, um, all of that will be exciting to see some of those things this year that Kevin and the team will come out with. Um, but there's some exciting plans to give us a glance into 2020 already. Um, but there's some exciting plans for this coming year. Um, there are plans to open another restoration home uh, for women who are rescued from human trafficking, and they're hoping to do that within the year 2020. Um, there are invitations that they're hoping to fulfill in 2020 to start work of Set Free Movement in Latin America, in Asia, in Europe. And so this is going to continue to spread, and we're looking to you know, make the Set Free Movement um, an even larger ministry and either even larger representation in our world so we can set even more people free, educate more people about the, the dangers of, of human trafficking or, you know, slavery through labor, uh, labor trafficking and those types of things. Um, if you are new to this podcast, if you're new to the Set Free Movement, I will also direct you to a series of episodes. Um, we have interviewed quite a few people over the course of this show um, from the Set Free Movement in different areas. Um, and each area in the Set Free Movement, each location, country, etc., is doing something a little bit different. And so way back in episode 21, we interviewed Ginger Coakley of Eden's Glory, uh, which is our, the current restoration home that is operating um, for women who are 
rescued from human trafficking. That was episode 21. Episode 26, we interviewed uh, Kevin Austin, the founder of Set Free. Um, episode 74, we interviewed Kevin, but a year later to kind of hear the updates in 2018. Um, episode 75, Justin Ross, who is doing work in Columbus in a very different way. And then episode 119 from this past year in 2019, we hear from Felicia George about what's happening out in California and her work that she's doing teaching children and, and uh, um, how she gets into the schools and what she does to teach people, specifically teens, about the, uh, what's going on in our world with this issue. There has been a lot going on um, with the Set Free Movement this past year, and I'm excited to where it's going to go this next year. And that brings us to a related ministry, um, separate but, re but related, and that is the Ministry of Seed. Um, now, seed is related in that I mentioned, you know, human trafficking, we think of sex trafficking often, but at the same time, human trafficking involves labor trafficking. People are being paid nothing or, you know, barely nothing to, 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 to make products for us. And that's how, you know, you go in and you see a dollar t-shirts. That's because somebody paid the price early on, right? So seed is one of our free Methodist ministries that is actually, um, making products and connecting with countries to provide people jobs of creating products and also providing them a fair wage. Uh, and so Seed is amazing. So in 2019, I was looking at the uh, partnership email from them and uh, I will read some of the things that they've, they, some of their highlights from this past year. They're, the donations and parent support in 2019 have helped to create economic opportunity and greater community transfer, transformation. And so in 2019, Seed made some great strides. They've just completely funded Seed Capital Products in Togo and South Asia and Colombia, and they've almost funded Seed Capital Project in Iraq. This past year, they reinvented their wholesale program to make it much easier for buyers. This has already increased the wholesale sales, and that increases the orders to livelihood groups. So it all trickles down to the individual on an individual level. Um, let's see. We, they met with leaders from 24 countries, representing 37 people groups at General Conference. And so Seed secured the contract for one of the partner groups to make the 2,220 bags that each General Conference attendee received. Um, so that's pretty amazing, and, in, and because of that, they were actually invited to lead a workshop and host a table at the Canadian Free Methodist General Conference next year. There have been a lot of amazing things that Seed has been able to do. Seed brokered a contract this past year in 2019 with a company in Michigan for one of the partner artisan groups to sew fabric softener angels, providing monthly income, not dependent on the season of year, totaling almost 20000 in earnings for the group. They were able to get completely out of debt since they were swindled four years ago and to turn a corner in their group's long-term sustainability. This is one example of how seed works, not for the greater size of seed, but for the sustainability of the livelihood group partners. They are able to share with many churches about Jesus' calling to proclaim good news to the poor, freedom for the oppressed, God's love for all people from Luke 4. And they've also even developed dozens of new products that livelihood groups can sell in our, their own countries and in greater quantities in the U.S. Some of these things maybe some of you bought or saw, purchased over at uh, General Conference this past year. But all of the donations to Seed this past year made that possible. That's quite a few things that happened. Um, and thanks to Rose Brewer, um, who put out that email uh, at the end of, January, of December for us to be able to, to kind of recap that today. Um, if you want to know more about Seed, episode 87 here on the show, 
uh, was an interview with Rose Brewer. She gives us an idea of what seed does, how it helps people, how it gets to the bottom line of the problem. Um, and I would uh, encourage you to check out more. Episode 87. Also, ministries. Marston, Historical Society. Uh, this past year was a big year for Marston. They celebrated their 50th year, their 50th anniversary. That's a big one. And we're talking about set free celebrating 10. Well, they've got, they've got 40 more years on you, you know, Mar Marston does. <laughs> uh, so this past year, they began a big project. They had finished up uh, in the previous year uh, a redesign of the chapel, kind of when people come in to be able to see what B.T. Roberts' chapel was like, and you kind of have all this sort of a thing. Um, but now they began this past year a multi-year redesign of their library. They, they have all these historical books there, you know, that have to do with free Methodism. And they're like, well, we need a place to put these, but we want it to be nice. And so they've come up with a multi-year redesign. It started this year. And, uh, you know, they had a lot on their plates this year, as everybody in the ministries departments did, because they also had to get to general conference. And with it being the 50th anniversary of Marston, they had to, of course, uh, do a lot at general conference. A lot of cool stuff was coming out. So one of the biggest things that came out this past year from 2019, you've probably seen it posted or somewhere around, was the flat BT and the flat Ellen, right? Uh, we, different people, different free Methodists, printed out their own version of BT Roberts and colored him in and then took pictures of him. I saw some at the Magic Kingdom and, you know, Disney World. I saw others, you know, uh, in Hungary, uh, others all around the world. And then we had the huge kind of life-size uh, cardboard cutouts um, at General Conference, people took pictures with, uh, and uh, they had those all over the place, um, uh, and they were passing out that sort of thing. So, so Marston um, had a had a great year, um, and looks forward to the uh, continued redesign of the library and some great things coming this year as well. Um, this past year on the show, we interviewed uh, Paul Patton. He's the uh, a professor at Spring Arbor, and this was episode ninety nine. He told us some of the forgotten stories of B T Roberts. And we look up to our founder often, and, and we have Marston to point us in the right direction. But I know for myself and, and many other uh, just general free Methodists, sometimes we forget about some of the amazing stories. Or maybe we get overwhelmed by the big books that contain those stories and we don't read them or whatever. But Paul Patton was an, uh, was an amazing resource this past year in episode 99 to bring us the stories of B.T. Roberts, about the racist on the train, about the time him and his wife decided to get involved in the lives of some young girls. There's, there's just some amazing stories. I really, really um, encourage you to look back at episode 99. Next ministry, this past year, ICCM. Now, I won't go into too much um, on ICCM, uh, specifically because we just heard a very recent recap of uh, what has been happening and what we can look forward to. Um, episode 129, just, 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 just a few ago, I said this is 133, so it was just a few months ago. Uh, we went very, very deep in depth about ICCM alongside um, Ray, ba Ray Babcock. And uh, so, of course, kind of the biggest news, if we want to call it that, from this past year that everybody has heard about uh, was that of course, the previous leadership was leaving because, well, she was becoming a bishop, right? <laughs> um, but that then, of course, the new leadership stepped in, who ended up being Alma Thompson. So that was kind of the big news as far as everybody was like, oh, what's going to happen with ICCM? Who's going to be the leader? And 2019 brought a new leader uh, in Alma Thompson. 
former uh, co-superintendent of the Ohio Conference. Um, but of course, that is, if we really want to talk about ICCM's work, that is a maybe one of the smallest things that happened in 2019 because the work that really happens through ICCM is working with the children and the transformation that has happened with the children in these countries and the lives that are changed and the you know uh, schooling that they're able to receive and all of this the stuff we heard from from Ray in episode 129 those types of things are far greater than the news of the change in leadership right um, so I encourage you to listen to 129 from just a few months ago if you haven't yet um, light and life Light and Life is always doing amazing things. I love how they're always kind of keeping up with the um, with uh, technology and kind of introducing new stuff. And there's two aspects to Light and Life here. The first is kind of the Light and Life publishing house and uh, Light and Life who puts out the books. This year there have been a lot of new books that have come out through Light and Life publishers. Uh, from the new series by the National Prayer Ministry leader Doug Newton, he came out with I believe three books. I may be mistaken, maybe more. Um, but uh, from his books to the deeply important Follow Her Lead from David Kendall, I mean, that's been a great resource, a very deep, very thick resource uh, for many people. Um, and, you know, each of, the, each of our former bishops had um, books come out this year, some of them more than one book. Uh, you know, Bishop, uh, da Bishop uh, Matt Thomas actually came out with two books. He came out with a Fremo journal, and then he came out with Completing Project Me. So he's come out with uh, two this past year, and the other former bishops got to catch up, I suppose. Uh, but um, yeah, there have been a lot of new books this past year. I'm excited to see what books will come out this next year from Light and Life Publishers. Um, but of course, the second aspect when we talk about light and life, and probably the first thing that comes to people's minds, is the magazine. And I know Jeff Finley and his team over there have been doing a great job on light and life. Um, and this is really what I was referring to when I was talking about keeping up with the advances of technology and, and what has been happening. This past year um, debuted the Illuminate Study Guide. And... Um, the Illuminate Study Guide uh, for the magazine is on the website. If you haven't checked it out yet, you really should. Um, this is uh, really gets to two or three, sometimes four questions based upon the articles that are available in that month's Light and Life. And then you can have discussions. Maybe use it for a small group or a Sunday school class. Uh, that gives you a free curriculum if you already get the Light and Life magazines to your church. You know, There's all sorts of purposes for it. But you know what? Uh, as I was preparing for this episode and I was writing down some of the things, I thought, you know, I really kind of uh, made a mistake this past year in that I personally looked at the study guide. You know, I looked at the Illuminate, but I didn't use it as much as I could as a resource on this show. Um, and so it's probably a good idea this year for me to target using um, the Illuminate study guide for a few of the 2020 episodes. And I hope to uh, take a little more, uh, take a deeper advantage of that study guide um, in the upcoming episodes here within this year. But that was a, it's a great resource. You should check it out on the website, fmcusa.org, and then go to the, to the magazine page and, and check that out. Um, this was a great year for content in the magazine. I mean, um, again, this is one of those areas that, I mean, each month is kind of its own little uh, theme, and there's so much to cover under that theme that it would take forever for us to recap it. Uh, but there was just a lot of great content, which led to a lot of great interviews on this show. Uh, Light and Life has been one of my great uh, resources for this show. I mean, I'll give a recent example, you know, um, just a few episodes ago, um, we talked to one of the December authors of, of Light and Life, 
um, we talked to Carlene Nisley, and I had, I had never heard of her before she wrote an article in Light and Life. I, you know, just limited in my outreach and what I know. And uh, I heard of, read about her in Light and Life. I read her article and I said, wow, I wonder if I could contact her. And sure enough, she agreed to come on the show just a few episodes ago, right? Talk about loss at, at Christmas and the holidays. Um, and, and there are so many others I could talk about that have come from Light and Life this past year. And some I've already kind of put in the works and are planning based upon some of last year's articles and, you know, the upcoming articles. And so, um, again, just thanks to that team at Light and Life. Um, so that's a recap of some of our ministries this past year. Um, but of course, the biggest thing probably that happened this year uh, as a whole was GC19. Um, and, you know, we have recached and, and recapped General Conference in, a, in the day-to-day. We did a day, day one, day two, day three. Every single day we did a, a recap of what happened in General Conference. Um, and then we did a highlight show of the top 10 things that happened in General Conference. You go back and listen to that. Um, but to just give us the ultimate highlight reel for 2019, of course, I will start with the biggest news. Um, we had three new bishops. We know that. That was kind of the biggest highlight. Um, this year, I want to say I want to prioritize interviews with each of those bishops I had said shortly after General Conference this past year. I know they're going to have a lot on their plate, especially when they t- start in October. They're just getting into this, so I don't want to bombard them with an interview request right away. But I will interview them and prioritize that in this early beginning of this year, um, hopefully by the end of March, if not earlier with each of our three bishops here on the show. Um, Of course, out of those three bishops, we had a historic moment. We had our very first female bishop ever um, of the FMC USA. B.T. Roberts talked about ordaining women, wrote a book on it such a long time ago, and it was only in 2019 that we finally ordained a woman in the Free Methodist Church as a bishop. Um, And so... Um, we are uh, looking forward to this next year as, you know, we've had a few months now, October through December, of the new leadership. But as we get into the annual conferences, I think that's when the leadership will really start to flourish and we'll really start to see uh, some of the personalities and uh, personal uh, leadings come out and be uh, kind of given to the people, you know, as, as a whole. Um, I think that's when we'll really get to, to get to know these people, uh, Keith and, and all, all three bishops, um, you know, as, as we go to these annual conferences. Um, at General Conference, of note, uh, some controversial issues were discussed at General Conference. Uh, the first uh, of two that come to my mind right off the bat, um, that was proposed to change the Book of Discipline to say that free Methodism is opposed to the death penalty, um, and it was a lot of discussion. Uh, you remember from our recaps, a lot of people uh, were, were concerned about that, concerned about saying that we should be against death penalty. They weren't sure. Uh, what did the research say? Uh, there were a lot of questions. A lot of people came with different issues. And so what they decided to do is send that to the SCOD. Um, the, they decided to essentially do more research on some of the things, be able to provide a little bit more, and they put that on hold until the next general conference. We can probably safely assume that this will resurface and possibly be just as controversial of an issue at the next general conference. I hate to say that, but I mean, anything that is as, you know, as controversial as the death penalty Uh, It's a big issue, and so it's not going to just come with a, oh, yeah, okay, let's just go ahead and vote in five minutes type deal, right? Um, So I I think we can see this to resurface, and I think we can expect this to be something controversial. Um, Another controversial issue that was kind of 
some I guess I should say somewhat controversial that was discussed. Um, the uh, there was an amendment made to define clearly marriage in the Free Methodist Constitution, and it had already been amended in some other areas. You know that marriage is between a man and a woman, um, but they wanted to define clearly the Constitution, and so there was a little bit of conversation on that. It wasn't necessarily controversial in the sense of the nature of the vote, where some people were saying, well, I don't believe, you know, marriage is between a man and a woman. That, that wasn't, that isn't the controversy that set in. Um, there was a little controversy or discussion, deeper discussion, back and forth on adding the phrase at birth, you know, that you have to be a man or a woman at birth. That's our definition of marriage. And of course, some people came forward and said, well, what about the, it's a small percentage, but what about the small percentage that are at birth born without either gender? You know, scientifically speaking, uh, that population, it's a very small amount, but what about those who are born with, you know, on a, on a basic level where it's like, well, they have actually uh, female and male attributes born with that. What do we do with that? And so it was so kind of confusing or, you know, the conversation was like, well, that, I don't know, that they decided not to put at birth into the Constitution. That was voted down, but they did approve the, you know, marriage being between a man and a woman to put that in the Constitution. And again, it wasn't controversial. No one was upset or anything like that in the, in the, on the floor discussions. Um, but I do know from being a part of some of the social media groups and just having conversations afterwards, there were some individuals that expressed frustration about the issue, um, again, not in the not in the sense of I disagree. I think you know that marriage should have a broader definition, uh, but they were just saying, you know, we have talked over this issue so many times. We know where we stand as the Free Methodist Church. I mean, let's just get over this issue, right? Let's stop talking about it and, and move on. At this point, we've already clearly defined it. Now, let's not get back into it and discuss it again. Let's. Let's move on. And so some people were saying it's enough talking about you know LGBTQ issues. Let's let's move on to some more important things. So there was there was some controversy in that. There's some some frustration expressed in that, uh, but nothing that I think uh, you know transformed or you know brought down the entire you know general conference as sadly uh, has happened in in other conferences in other denominations. Uh, you know it's it's very sad to see some of those conversations or things that happen that just disrupt and and just totally. People walk away thinking, "Wow, that was a horrible conference," and and I don't, I didn't feel that way, and I don't think people left General Conference feeling that way from any of the, uh, could we call them controversies that that kind of came up or controversial topics that were discussed. Um, overall, it was a good time of resourcing, of meeting new people, of getting together, um, seeing old friends, new faces, and uh, just a, a time of worship. And and overall, um, can't wait till uh, you know. 20, what is it going to be? I don't know, four years, do your math. I'm bad at it uh, from 20, 2019. <laughs> but let's look at two more areas uh, before we finish up this, wrap up this uh, recap. And that is 2019's new arrivals. And then we will look into 2020. So the new arrivals, the brand new stuff that arrived in 2019. And I've already mentioned a couple. One of them being Illuminate was brand new. Um, but that was tied in with Light and Life, so I mentioned it earlier. Um, but there were some things that just arrived that uh, were brand new things that hadn't really been done before or hadn't happened for a very long time, I should say. Uh, one of those is uh, the kids' curriculum called Roots that came out. And this past year, we interviewed Christy um, Kessinger in episode 107 about this new kids' curriculum. It had not been updated for the longest time. And uh, so 
you know, the denomination said we need to do something. Christy said, I'm willing to do something. And they came up with this Roots Kids curriculum that everything I've heard and everything I've seen, I'm, I, in my, uh, I'm in, you know, older teen youth ministry and adult ministry as a pastor. Um, so I'm not in the day-to-day with, with kids ministry. But everything that I've seen and everything I've heard from people who have used this have got, you know, it's gotten great reviews. It's gone really well. Um, and uh, so I'm thankful that this is a updated, you know, modern day thing that we're not using stuff from the 80s or before anymore um, for our kids. And I was excited to see that come up uh, mid-2019. In the same way, we saw some changes in leadership, as I mentioned, of course, with the bishops. But we saw a change in leadership with uh, communications. We saw a communi- new communications director enter the scene, Brett Heisman. And uh, he was a familiar name to some people, depending on uh, different circles you were in at the time. You know, you maybe read one of his books that he previously written, or uh, as myself uh, met him, happened to meet him at Starting Strong. He was attending, and I was attending at the time. Um, so maybe in different circles you had met him, but now uh, many free Methodists know the guy. Uh, if it's from, you know, the website, if it's from Light and Life, he will, you know, you'll see his name there uh, in, in, as the communications director. You know, so he's got all these different areas now as communications that he's in charge of. And I've said it once, said it twice. I probably even said it five times on this show, but I'll say it the hundredth time. Brett Heinzman, I want to say it again. Thank you for making a new website for the FMC USA in 2019. It is one of the best things, in my opinion, that happened in 2019. The previous website was ridiculously horrible and I love what you've done and I'm excited that you're still updating it and adding new things all the time so again I'm trying not to mention again because I'm sure people who listen to the show every day say like here he goes with the website rhetoric again Uh, but I cannot say enough about how thankful I am for that website okay I'll move on (laughs) Uh, 2019 gave us something else we have never seen before in the Free Methodist Church that is games I guess we've had them before, right? But card games, specifically free Methodist card games. We now have the free Methodist timeline game, uh, which is a great resource, especially for those who are going through like LMC, ordination process, CMC, to learn in a fun way how to, uh, some of the things of our past, some of the, the free Methodist history. And when I first got the game, I was excited because I'm a, you know, obviously I made this podcast. I'm a big free Methodist guy. Um, so I was excited personally, but people around me were like, oh, I don't know, that's a Free Methodist history card game? Is that like, I don't know. Like my dad, who's been in the Free Methodist Church just because I'm the pastor of one, so he like came over and you know started attending because I'm there. He's, he doesn't have any other connections to Free Methodism. He's like, well, I, I guess I'll play it with you because you need someone to play with. And my wife, who's, you know, my wife, but she was like, I don't really, I've never really been interested in history. I don't, I'm not sure. You know, we sat down and played it, and even my dad, who knew nothing about Free Methodism, um, you know, it was a fun game. It was really fun. It's a fun way to learn history, um, and you don't need to know everything uh, to have a good time. Um, it's 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 a fun game. Um, we also had a second game debut, uh, and that was the Justice Deck. And of course, you can play a lot of different games with that. Um, but it's a pretty cool thing to kind of teach people about some of our ministries as well. Now, what I'm excited to see, I hope. Um, that they uh, got the uh, response that they were looking for because we know from some of our interviews this past year, in fact, it was with Larry Winkles in episode 96, he told us about some of these. He's one of the designers on this, one of the guys who came up with these games. And he said, hey, if we can 
do well with these card games. We'd like to do free Methodist board games. We'd like to do some, some bigger things. Uh, so I'm excited being a, a guy who this past year got really into board games um, for one of the first times in my life. Um, I'm excited to see some of these board games coming out. I'm excited to see the next step uh, possibly, and we don't have a timeline on that. We don't know when that might be. But uh, seeing what they could do with these smaller uh, card games, I'm excited to see what they could do with a bigger board, with a, with a board game. I wonder what kind of things they might come up with. So, um, so yeah, so, so lots of new things in 20, 2019. And as we look forward to 2020, um, there are big things. There are all sorts of things. I mean, we have three new bishops, so we have new leadership. We can expect new things. Um, some of the things I have no idea about and none of us have any idea about because God's going to do some things this year that none of us know, not even the bishops. <laughs> that's going to come to them and they're going to say, hey, God's leading us in this direction and we're going to find out, right? Um, but there are other things in the middle there uh, that are coming that I am aware of that uh, I, I don't want to mention. Uh, I will allow the teams there at uh, Free Methodist Headquarters to to reveal, and I will be there as they reveal them to, to tell you about them. But um, some of the things that I'm aware of that are coming are, are very exciting. Um, I'm excited to hear more about, um, just to say that to you, to say, you know, hey, be excited because some things are coming. Um, and it's going to be this year that things are coming, so be ready. Um, but I can comment on some of the things that have been revealed. And uh, that is, we do have clarity on the themes for this year's Light and Life. Um, you know, previously, just a few episodes ago, it may even have been last week, I mentioned that, um, you know, that we had had the themes for Light and Life 2020 that, that were announced. But those were just in title, and some of them were kind of like, well, what, what, does, that, what does that mean? Um, you know, um, because, you know, we have just two words, and it's like, I, I have no idea what that theme is going to be about. Um, but now, we've been given um, a detailed like a paragraph for each of these themes. So I won't read every paragraph. You can go over to fmcusa.org, hit the Light and Life tab, click on magazine, and then hit the thing that says 2020 magazine themes to read everything. Um, but I will look at a couple because like last week I was saying like what, what in the world is above board, right? Above board in September. So I will read a couple of those. Above board in September, it says one of the ways today's free Methodists live above board is to refrain from secret societies. It's not an outdated concept. There is a big difference between holy and safe confidentiality and divisive secrecy. Is a private Facebook group a secret society? How about a private church meeting where the pastor is uninvited? Let's discuss living above board in September's light and life. Wow, now that is just one of the many themes, the 12 themes that are coming this year. But that's exciting to me. Uh, that was the kind of the most ambiguous where I said, wait, what, what does that mean? Uh, but as we, as I read about that, that sounds fascinating. I'm excited to read about articles that fit into this concept. I mean, uh, this is some interesting stuff, especially within this past year following General Conference, and I won't get too deep into it, but those who are listening in the know know what I'm talking about. There are Facebook groups out there that have been very divisive in the free Methodist communities, in their private groups. They lock people out or they let in people that agree with them. And sadly, it's pretty pretty negative stuff. And so should we, li should we, should we be involved in that or not? Uh, you know, those are the kinds of questions that are kind of raised here. Is a private Facebook group a secret society? Is a, is a private church meeting where the pastor's uninvited? He didn't know anything about it. I'm interested in hearing some of these things. 
And what I'm really interested in hearing as we look at some of this is the continued discussion that will come out of this. And in the past, the discussion has happened in churches. It's happened, you know, from the Illuminate Guide maybe this past year through small groups, those types of things. But they've opened up this new idea this year. And this is where the technology, you know, they're catching up with technology because they've opened up on Facebook this new group. They just opened it in January, Light and Life Conversations. Now, you need to join this group if you're on Facebook, Light and Life Conversations, because they are monitoring it. Headquarters and the team, you know, Brett and uh, Jeff, all these people, they're monitoring it to make sure people aren't being negative. They're not putting people down. You know, there's rules to this group that are clear. It's, it's an open group. It's not private. You can join it. You know, you can, you can see what everybody's saying. Um, it's not happening behind the scenes, right? Um, but there are rules to it. Uh, which is great. You don't want negativity in this type of thing. We don't need more negativity on social media. But what this group has been created for is conversation about the articles and the themes this year. And some of these early themes are going to be easy enough to discuss um, and kind of agree upon. You know, this month, January, love God. Okay, we can agree you should love God. And then we get into the deeper details as they already have with some great questions. Uh, out of this month in that in that group, you know, well, what does it mean to love God when this happens or, you know, in this area? Um, so, but for the most part, I think people can agree. But what's going to be interesting to see are the conversations that come out of, for example, again, to use September above board or the conversations that come out of October, miracles. When does God heal? How does he do it? What role does faith play in miracles? What does it mean for a mountain to move in today's world? Or, I mean, I guess I could, could even go to May, uh, sanctified sexuality. I mean, we're going to be talking about, you know, the we're going to be talking about issues of sexuality. We're going to be talking about marriage. We're going to be talking about LGBTQ. There are going to be people, probably the same people, um, the same communities that were frustrated at General Conference are going to say, wow, we're we talking about this issue again. But in the group, Light and Life Conversations, you know, we're going to be able to discuss these things in a very real way to discuss these issues um, as free Methodists, but not in a way that's going to tear each other down, as has happened in some of these other private groups, as has happened on many of our Facebook pages, personal pages, where you know you have somebody saying something and then somebody writes back and tears that person down. The nice thing about this group is that it, there are rules posted, and if you break those rules, they're probably going to delete your comments. So we need to stick to... You know, you can disagree wholeheartedly, but you need to maintain civility. And I love that this group exists because, and that it's monitored in this way because it allows us to discuss what are going to be some some controversial issues, some some deeper issues here. Um, but it's going to allow us to discuss them in a way that is really going to help everybody. So this is a thing that is already started up, that is new for 2020. I'm excited to see where it goes. I myself, I don't know, I guess I'm behind. I haven't commented on anything yet. I've just been reading comments and like, man, the, the stuff is so deep sometimes. I feel like, man, I need to get out my commentaries in my Bible and do more study. It's like people are like, you know, in the Hebrew, like loving God is this. It's like, wow, like this is super deep stuff uh, that people are doing here on this, con on this Facebook page. And uh, it's some good stuff. So I encourage you to join that group. I encourage you to look forward to the announcements that are coming in 2020. Uh, we will be here uh, throughout this year here on F FMC Radio. And by we, I mean myself to <laughs> give you uh, the updates, the breaking news, all the sort of stuff that will come. Thank you for joining us these past 
this past year in 2019, and we thank you for joining us today and into the future. Um, we will be back next week with a brand new episode for you. And until then, have a good day, and uh, I'll see you on Free Methodist Conversation. So we're, I guess it's not, it's called Light and Life Conversations. I'll see you in Light and Life Conversations, and I'll see you um, on the next episode. All right, bye.